listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. You made it. Come on in. This you, Saul Goodman? This is unequal justice. You don't know the whole story. Next thing you know, case dismissed. You certainly don't think small. I've kept you from your work long enough. You drink one drink, two drink, three Long Island iced teas. But your buddy's worse off and he throws you his car keys. Blue lights are blinking four o'clock in the morning. St. Trooper makes you wish that you'd never been born. Better call Saul, better call Saul. You want to tell the world you're in love with a girl named Fran? So you find an overpass and you say it with a spray paint can. Blue lights start a blink and those handcuffs click. You know who to call and you better call quick. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. You fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man, justice for all. You better go, Saul. It's a brand new episode of Better Talk Saul, Cinema Geekly's Better Call Saul podcast. It is Anthony <laughs> Glenn Beauvais and Boomers in the background. Yeah, we got my, my right hand man. <laughs> uh, we're talking uh, season four, episode seven, called "Something Stupid," which, uh, yeah, there was some stupid things that happened in this episode for sure. I mean, it was in the opening song as well, but uh, some things happened uh actually you know what not just some things glenn i would say a lot of things happened in this episode Mm -hmm. oh my god so much stuff let's talk about it uh the first thing we get is kind of a jump in time which i was not expecting uh there's it's not a it's not a straight jump in time we sort of get like a montage for about three minutes uh but uh, it's a jump uh, sequence of several months that advances the series into early 2004. Jimmy and Kim are shown to be drifting further apart, uh, mostly by Kim's work and Jimmy's hustling cell phones on the side. Uh, Kim's arm has healed, and to Jimmy's chagrin, she's thriving at Schweikert and Coakley, with Mesa Verde's expansion continuing and... Kim finding time to work on the pro bono criminal defense cases that give her satisfaction. Jimmy plans his return to practicing law, including searching for a new office. His business reselling prepaid phones on the street continues to grow, and he increasingly uses his Saul Goodman alias to do so. Huel is arrested for assaulting a police officer with a bag full of sandwiches, and Jimmy involves Kim in defending him. He tries to get her to behave unethically so the charges will be dropped, but she refuses, telling Jimmy she has a better way. Apparently involving buying a lot of school supplies. Hector Salamanca is beginning his recovery from his stroke, so Gus dismisses Dr. Bruckner, in effect trapping... Hector's recovered mind in his unhealed body. Mike observes Werner's crew during construction of the underground meth lab. Work proceeds more slowly than expected, frustrating the crew, and Mike has to step in to break up a fight. So that's all the stuff that happened in this week's episode. Glenn, what did you think? Damn good episode of television. Yes, sir. 
Very uh, They did the Mad Men thing. Mm. Remember when Mad Men jumped two years they, in an episode? That's right. <laughs> I mean, they didn't do it that far, but definitely. Mm-hmm. It was like, I think it was like, what, six, seven, six months, I think, is what she said she had for the. Yeah. Or I guess maybe four months. Are we sure this show's got one more season in it? Did they yeah. confirm a fifth season? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they renewed it. They uh, renewed it before the fourth season came out. Okay. Because it, it felt oh. like, this felt to me like like a rush to get into place. And I thought with another season to go, you'd have some time to stretch that out a bit more. But this felt like a, a rush to get there a little bit quicker. So, I mean, who knows? This Maybe we're going to have more of Saul Goodman, but from his perspective during events of Breaking Bad. Perhaps more of a bleed over. That's what I was going to say, too. I think maybe we could Which be doing that. Which be interesting. You know, I'm not going to say it'd be my, my favorite thing, but at the same time, like, I, at this point, like, whatever Vince Gilligan wants to do, like, I'm willing to go with him. Sure. Yeah. I'm right there with you. So, but no, it was, uh, I mean, dude, that whole thing with sex with oh sexer because he's a sexual predator with uh hector mm-hmm. being a perv oh man <laughs> like and then was watching just showing gus's face just the whole time cute on gus and he just knows yep man that was such a good moment that was that was my favorite part of the whole show it's just man that is just so ruthless yeah agreed and that is just oh man, <laughs> like it just <laughs> made uh, just made my skin crawl. Like I understand. I mean, I don't. It's weird. I don't necessarily like blame him for it, but like I because I, I completely understand. But man, that is that is cold. Uh, and you know, then with the work crew and all that kind of stuff. You know, long again, long moment, no dialogue. But when there was dialogue, like the whole dinner party thing and Jimmy just going on and on and it's just oof, man it was just so awkward yeah I agree <laughs> the um yeah the dinner party thing <laughs> I mean look that was um a part of to me to me my favorite thing in this episode was actually the the jump sequence at the beginning mm-hmm. uh, I just thought that was all beautifully done like at first it was very standard it was a split screen and like a black bar separating it and they just would show you know jimmy and kim doing their thing you could see her her law career growing you could see jimmy's cell phone scam business growing uh but you could also it was also made clear the more it went on that this was something that was, uh, they were growing apart in Mm -hmm. some way. Uh, and they did like a couple of, uh, a couple of, they did this twice, a couple of really great shots. Uh, one where they're sitting at their counter eating dinner or something, uh, where it's clearly the same shot but they are still very separated and there's still the bar on the screen separating them. And, uh, then once, uh, in bed when Kim gets in bed and the, and the thing I really liked about how that shot was also framed was that she 
they had her sleep like on the almost like on the edge of the bed to even further show the separation yeah. between them and there was still the black line and then her side of the bed just fades to black and Jimmy's just left there I thought that yeah. was fucking awesome uh, yeah yeah there's a whole movie that's actually shot like that yeah it's called conversations with a woman mm. and it's got Aaron Eckhart and Helen Bonham Carter in it yeah I thought and this those two at a wedding. So like the whole movie is that uh, split bar. Like they're never in the same shot together. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought this was uh, tremendous. And that scene where Kim takes Jimmy to the, whatever it is, the Schweikert and Coakley party or whatever. And he's kind of just, at first he's being charming. Like he yep. normally is, but you can tell there's a problem between them because he keeps turning it up. And, like, going overboard with it. And at the end, they just have a really awkward moment in the car where she's like, that was something. And he just goes, yep. And then they sit there for about a really uncomfortable five-second pause, maybe. (laughs) And then he just reaches over and turns on music. And then they just cut to the next scene. Uh, Huel. Huel is in this episode. I'm positive now he was one of the pinata guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was awesome to see Huel again. Uh, no more do we have to worry about his fate being left in that house all alone. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's probably still there now. This is a flashback, uh, technically, uh, to events that occurred before. But it was just nice to see Huel again. Uh, <laughs> I like that he attacks this officer. He just hits him with that bag. With a bag of sandwiches. And the most hilarious thing is that it's an officer that had arrested him three years before. Uh, but they use this they use this moment. Uh, weirdly enough, Huel is the thing that kind of brings Jimmy and Kim together for like the first time in a long time. Because really what's being done to Huel is sort of an overreaction. Not even sort of, kind of really an overreaction. Especially when Kim goes and talks to the prosecutor that's going to be prosecuting Huel's case. And she's naming off all these other uh, police assault charges where people weren't getting nearly as long as sentences. And these people were giving officers concussions and broken noses. And he'll just hit this guy with a bag full of sandwiches. Uh, and all because uh, this officer had busted. And he had a prior for pickpocketing or whatever it was. And, it does. It was seemingly very unfair. It actually rang way more true to me because I was listening to Serial, and there's a case very similar to this that they talk about in the new season of Serial. Uh, but yeah, I like I I liked all that stuff. That was interesting. Uh, why Why do you think Kim is buying all of these school supplies, Glenn? I have no idea. I, she has a plan. I, yeah, I have no idea. I have no clue. She's like, it's a better way than whatever Jimmy was planning on, which I don't know what Jimmy was planning on, but presumably some way of getting Huel out of town. No, I think it wasn't. He say, then he said his plan was like to frame the cop. Oh, perhaps. Yeah. As a drunk. Yeah. Um, I like, yeah, I liked all of that stuff. Uh, to me, actually the most boring thing this week was the stuff with Mike and the can, construction guys felt like he really didn't get to do a whole lot here and yeah i mean the big thing was said that he had to reveal that he was german yeah 
the stuff with Hector and Gus was all great. Uh, I mean, they've already set up the bell thingy uh, mm-hmm. with his twitchy finger response. Uh, so Gus dismisses the doctor to ensure that Hector doesn't get any better than where he is now. Uh, I guess that's not how I read the scene. Uh, I, I read it as like he knew Hector was still in there. Like he, he realized when he knocked over the cup that it was deliberate and he knew that Hector was still in there so he can still get him as long as Hector's mind is still there. Yeah. But yeah, but also it's like, He's dismissing the best doctor, so if she's, you know, she's promising all this progress, and he's like, "Oh, we don't, oh, yeah, we good. don't want to get him back on his feet." No, yeah, yeah, this is good. Mm-hmm. Much easier to him, you know. It's kind of like a cat, you know, uh, playing just... with a bird that's crippled or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's yeah. just he's just toying with him now. Mm. Uh, so at first I thought it was obvious that. Uh, what's going to happen with uh, Jimmy and Kim is that they just drifted apart, but clearly that's, I don't think that's what's going to happen. It looks like this thing with Huel is going to sort of rekindle things. And it does look like they're going to go towards the obvious, which is uh, Jimmy's just going to keep going further and further into a place that she doesn't want to follow him. And that'll ruin the relationship. Yeah, oh, well, they, you know, they kind of set it up with the whole doing, when she's trying to talk to the prosecutor, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, and that, you know, this disgrace lawyer, blah, 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 how could you be like this? You know, pretty much called him a scumbag. Yep. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I guess we sort of saw it coming. Uh, there's only a few episodes left in the season, only three left. Uh, the second to last episode is being directed by Vince Gilligan, who has not directed an episode since the premiere episodes of season three. So, as you can imagine, this will probably be your typical Vince Gilligan, not the final episode, tremendous episode. Uh, mm-hmm. It won't be the finale, which will be the episode to kind of, like, kind of come down from. We'll see if that's the case, but... The history seems to show that uh, there will be a, at least one gigantic episode, and it won't be the last episode. That seems to be his style. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see if that uh, if that happens. Uh, any other thoughts on uh, the episode this week? Uh, and if not, what would you give it? I would give it a four and a quarter. Okay, sweet. I went a slightly higher. Went four and a half. Uh, I wasn't expecting to end up liking this episode as much as I ended up doing. Cause at first when I saw they were doing a passage of time montage, uh, it didn't last long. I, I thought like, uh, oh, I, I don't know how I feel about this, but was it time, as sad as up? What's that? <laughs> was it as sad as up? No, it was not as sad as the opening montage of up. <laughs> uh, but, uh, by the time that montage was over, I was already over it, and I'm like, "Oh, that was tremendous!" So, yeah, I was uh, I was really happy with this episode. It continues its track record of excellence. Uh, before we get going, uh, 
a thank you to the good people over at Adam Tickets. Head on over to cinemageekly.com slash Tickets or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page to pick yourself up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life. Uh, also, you can check out the archives of this show while you're there, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Just search for Better Talk Saul, hit subscribe, and then you can hear us come back next week talking about Season 4, Episode 8 of Better Call Saul. It's called... Kushetta. Stick it to the man, justice for all.